Welcome to RiskWise, a show about money for Muslims, where you'll learn how to make smarter financial decisions without selling your soul. For the full experience, join us at no cost at riskwise.com. Assalamu alaikum, folks. Risk Nation, welcome back to the show. It's been a while since I've said that, even though Saeed forbade me from saying that at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I've gotten used to You wore me down, bro. You wore me down. Now I'm, now I'm okay with it. Finally. Hey, we're back. Hey, are those hearts in our titles? Like little floating hearts that I see there? Oh, no, the little, tri- the little triangles. You see that there in the title where your name is? It's okay. I thought they were hearts. I thought that was pretty cute. Saeed, welcome back, man. It's been like a couple of years since I've seen your face. Well, not really. I mean, we talk pretty much four times a week. Oh, right. We we don't just talk on the podcast? No, no. I mean, we, we kind of have a friendship outside of that, which is kind of nice. Well, but great. it's been a long time uh, since we produced something for RiskWise, and we have felt it that, you know, every time we talk, it's, what are we doing with this? We need People are emailing us. Like, I don't know if you're checking that, but people are emailing us constantly with questions, very, very intelligent questions. Uh, clearly, there is a void and a need for somebody, and might as well be us. <laughs> to talk about finances yeah i know it's good i mean so we've i guess we might as well talk a little bit about it now we've been on hiatus for a while right um just we both got, life, we both got life, second kids in that time yeah like you know life gets busy and uh, it's not always to keep consistent with these things but good news is folks are listening to the podcast they're tuning in um they're asking questions so clearly, this is something that's still helping people. And Saeed and I thought, well, hey, it's 2018, and we're going to get to the importance of uh, of the new year. But uh, 2018, let's call it uh, the return of risk-wise. Right? <laughs> let's, let's bring it back in a real way. That's why we're doing this Facebook Live. So now, if you're on Facebook, whether you're watching live or afterwards, we're going to start broadcasting here every single week. This will get ripped to the podcast. If you're a podcast listener, you'll still get it on the podcast. Um, and hopefully, we can uh, we can reach more people. Absolutely. So it's 2018 now, January, just the beginning of January. So we thought that we would do a series of podcasts in 2018 on that theme of new year, fresh beginnings and planning. Yeah. So. Yeah, here's the thing, right? Like it's New Year's resolutions. I have a lot to say about New Year's resolutions. Are you are you the kind of guy that has New Year's resolutions? Uh, not resolutions. No, I do have goals, but this is, I mean, anybody who runs a business is going to have a business plan that's based on the calendar. Mm, Okay. That's a good place to start, right? So you wouldn't be a very good business owner if you just said, Hey, you know, this year I'm going to do better. Yeah. I'm just going to be more awesome. Yes. (laughs) My clients are going to just be happier. We're just going to be doing more work. We're just going to have, you know, some more people working for us. That's it. No. It's not exactly a business plan. No. Uh, and I think there's a lot we can learn from from that example is right. when it comes to anything in life, whether it's health, relationships, you know, you know, a popular one here for people is is health, right? A lot of folks want to lose weight, want to get in shape, want to go to the gym. You know, gyms are full. I don't know if you've been to the gym. I don't go to the gym. But I hear <laughs> that they're really, really full. I've got friends who are personal trainers. It's a great time to be a personal trainer. Absolutely. But come uh, February, maybe even last week of January, it's a ghost town once again. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we want to prevent that. So this whole month is going to be on the topic of new year, new beginning. uh, And we're going to have a different topic every week on that theme. Uh, But we got to start 
at the beginning, which is now that this is the beginning of the year, uh, if you're a business owner, you've probably already probably already done this for your business. If you're an employee, you probably get your quarterly uh, targets. So we're going to do the same thing. We're, we need to set some goals. First podcast yeah. of the year. Let's talk about goal setting. So when it comes to money, I mean, it's like anything else, right? So let's take the weight loss example. If I just say, hey, I want to lose a bunch of weight. What's the problem with that statement, Said? How much? How long is it going to take you? Is it realistic? What are you going to do to get it done? What are you going to do to get it done, right? Because losing like 20 pounds is very different from losing 50 pounds. Yeah. Right? Um, so it's, it's hard for me to actualize or operationalize something like I just want to lose weight. In yeah. the same way that it's hard to operationalize and take action on, well, I want to, I want to save more money. Well, what does that mean? How much? What are you going to use it for? What are you going to do? Where are you going to cut back? I mean, those are important questions that if you don't address those questions, good luck. And and that gets right to the point of why should we be talking about goals, right? Why is goal setting something that's important? And I think it's, it's mostly about having something to shoot for so that you have a target that you are aiming for that is realistic, that you've measured, that you know that you can accomplish and achieve. And then we got to put the work in to make it happen. But if we're just starting the year and we have no idea what we want to accomplish, and if you're very anti-resolutions like Ahmed, um, and you don't like the idea of setting goals uh, based on the calendar year, well, pick your own time-bound method. If you wanted to do it January to January, great. Ramadan to Ramadan, fine. Muharram to Muharram, fine. Quarterly, great. I mean, if you, like I said, if you work for a big company, you probably have quarterly goals. Large publicly traded companies have quarterly reports that they have to do. So things get done every quarter. So whatever your time period is, there does need to be a time period. Like if you think back when you were in school, the whole education system wasn't just, oh, I want you when you turn 17 or 18 to just be smarter. No, like that wasn't like that doesn't wasn't what they said. It's okay. Every three or four months, you have finals, you have evaluations, we're seeing how good you are, can you go to the next level? There's a reason that is, rather than just being a, yeah, hopefully you're good when you're 17. I mean, if the goal was to be smarter, I'm not sure if it worked on me. But no, <laughs> I, I think, you know, I think that that's why the new year is powerful, right? Because when you head into the new year, you can't help it. Everyone's thinking about personal development, improvement, how to make changes in their lives. And whether you, you know, buy into the new year's resolution thing or not, it's it's a it's a it's a hospitable environment, right? right? To make some changes in your life. So I you know, I say make a goal for the year, right? And then break that down into you know quarterly, monthly targets. That's important too, because you don't want to just say, hey, this year I'm gonna do X, and then come December 31st, 2018, it's like, oh well, I guess I didn't make it. Yeah. So let, let's right. talk about how we're gonna process uh figuring out what your goals are. But before Ahmed, before we talk about goals, I think we should back one step up. You know, this is risk-wise, not just personal finance for everybody. Uh, this is personal finance for Muslims. So we have an important step that we should take as Muslims when we basically do anything. Um, but definitely in, in this case, uh, well, actually, no, let's stop it there. We got to do something before we do anything. And that is to make our intention, first and foremost. Can I interrupt you? Because it's sort yeah. of driving me crazy. You're so close to the camera that like your face is cut off by the, your nameplate. Oh, I don't think you can see it, but no, that's, that's better. That's better. I'm okay. trying to get close to the mic without the mic being in the frame. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, yeah, everything comes down to intentions, right? I mean, we know that. In the Madaman Ubin Niyat, as the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said. Um, so before we take any any step, whether that's with, with regards to money or religion or health and wellness or losing weight, I mean, these things all need to have intentions. Uh, and 
intentions are a form of of uh, are, are a means of attaining tawfiq, right? If you have a good intention, then you ask Allah that He He blesses your intention and gives you tawfiq, um, or you know, defi- divine. Um, how do you how do you translate tawfiq? Should thought of that in advance. Tawfiq <laughs> uh, is Allah, Allah making the means for you available to achieve that outcome. That's a long-winded way of translating tawfiq, right? So if you have a good intention then inshallah the road to achieving that intention will become will, will, will be paved for you right um and so that's, that's right. why it's really important to start any action you do with, with a good intention because hopefully you'll be able to achieve that end through your good intention but also you'll be rewarded for the intention right that's that's another big part of this right so right you see, it's a double is, emmy like you get two things for one by making the proper intention even if you don't achieve the goal with the right intention you're rewarded for for, for that goal so so this year I started uh, with the intention that I wanted to make $10 million, uh, ball out of control, uh, buy three Tesla Roadster Founders Editions, and um, not, not to drive them. I just want to park them on my driveway, like, like diagonally, um, and, and just, and just take, take photos on Instagram. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why, why diagonally? You lost me there. Oh, every, I mean, have you ever seen a photo of a car that's straight on? I guess not. Right. And then, so I want to post Instagram photos of me throwing money just in the air for the sake of being like, you know, I, I just, I don't care about this stuff. I care about this so little that I'm just going to throw it away. Yeah, post yeah. Those photos on Instagram. Um, that's, that, that's my intention for the year. Is that, is that what you're saying? I'm not one to judge people's intentions. Are you uh, sure? Are you sure I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to, not, not publicly, not on Facebook live. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and venture to say that that's not the loftiest of intentions okay you probably know a little bit better um okay. as muslims you know there's one thing we have to just you know really understand is that for us money is a means it's right. a means to an end right it's right. not an end in and of itself so if you're earning money spending money dealing with money just for the sake of having money like if your goal is to accumulate a lot of money to get a nice big bank balance and you can have the big house and the Tesla and, and, and all the fancy cars. Well, I mean, the, the problem, the thing is though, the fortune 500 list is based on how much you have in your bank account. So, I mean, if that's my intention to be on the Forbes 500, fortune 500, fortune 500 list, then yeah, I do like that. That is what I would have to do is just accumulate money for the sake of accumulating money. Yeah. So we, to we, what shouldn't, end? we shouldn't do that. Right. Is that what you're saying? Well, the, the question is to what end, right? Why do you want to be on that list? Why do you want to have the fancy car? Why do you want to have the big house? In the end, a lot of times it comes down to status, right? right. You want people to see you a certain way. You want people and to pride, see you as yeah. successful. You want people to see you as somebody who's made it, somebody who knows what they're doing. Um, and that's, you know, really just a form of showing off. Uh, and that's, that's certainly destructive. So we need to have a good intention for money. And it's, it's a good opportunity at the beginning of the year, to really check that because look, the nature of money, money's dangerous, right? It's, you know, you wouldn't be the first person to get corrupted by money, right? right. Like this is, it is a, a corruptible force, a very strong corruptible force that causes corruption in you. The more you have it, it's a very strong test. And the, and the Quran is full of stories of nations who were destroyed because of their love for money, right? right? Their love for wealth. So look, this is a challenge. It's not easy, right? So it's really important to as much as possible, certainly every single year, but ideally more often to check your intentions, right? right. Why am I doing this? Why is this important to me? We all think about money. We all worry about money. That's a perfectly natural thing, but why, you know, why is this something I'm concerned about? Uh, and to have a good intention. So what are some examples, say, of, of good intentions? I was just going to ask you that. So uh, we've talked about some things that you shouldn't do, like ball out of control as your intention, but stay, keeping yourself 
out of being in need of others. So keeping yourself out of poverty mm. to work, to save, to, to, to build yes. yourself up financially so that you are not impoverished so that your family is not impoverished. I mean, uh, you know, we have an obligation to take care of our children. Uh, so part of taking care of our children or taking care of our spouse or taking care of our family uh, is financially. I mean, we do need money to put a roof over our heads. We do need money to buy food. We do need money to uh, get from A to B or to make anything in our life really happen uh, these days. So those reasons, those intentions, I want to be good with my money this year. I want to have uh, enough money in my account and coming through in cash flow so that I can keep my family out of poverty, so that I can provide for them, so that I can, and, and whatever it is that you want to provide for them, whatever uh, things or aspects or experiences that you think you need to do to make them into fantastic people and leaders and uh, pillars of the community. Uh, those are some things that we can talk about. Um, intentions for giving charity. I mean, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if anybody knows this, but my day job is actually in portfolio management and investment management. Um, the people who are incredibly wealthy, it is, thankfully, in my client base, actually, it's very, very good. Very, They're very charitable. But in that space, generally speaking, um, it, it's not really there. <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Once you have it, it's hard to let it go. Yeah. Right. It's easy to give away money when you don't have much of it. <laughs> well, I shouldn't say it's easy, but I think the trap that a lot of wealthy people fall into is like they accumulate all this wealth and that that wealth becomes a source of pride for them. Yeah. And actually, and it, to be, believe it or not, there's a lot of fear of, yeah, sure. I have a lot of money now. Right. But if something goes sideways, I don't want to go back to what it was like before. Right, right. So afraid of poverty, not even poverty, but so afraid of mediocrity and, you know, going backwards that. Yeah, there's a whole lot of reasons. But if we make our intentions and we have an intention that we do want to give charity, we're then going to need to actualize that into a goal of how much, how much can you afford, what charity. That's going to be questions that we're going to address in a second. But to have that intention that, yeah, you know, all the programs that we uh, want to support, whether it's your local masjid or international aid, require capital. It requires money. So if we make our intention to do something along those lines, then alhamdulillah, that is something that can be that is not blameworthy in terms of having money or, or intending to have money. Well, uh, by the, on the contrary, it's praiseworthy, right? It's rewarded. So here's the beautiful thing about intentions is that you can stack intentions, right? So if you have one intention for a deed, you get the one reward. If you have two intentions for the same action, you get twice the reward, right? Oh. So you're really only limited here by your own creativity, right? So you're talking like compound rate of returns of like 100. Compound intentions. Right, right. No, I, I, like, I like your language. I like, I like you where this is going. Uh, to support your family, to support your parents, if that's something you want to do, to support your community, to give in charity, to build a masjid, to support people who help people come out of poverty, to be free of the need of other people. Big one, right? You don't want to be in a position where you have to ask another human being for help. That's a good intention. And I mean, the the the, the ideas are limitless, right? So, yeah, when you think about in yourself, you know, I want to um, have money in a, a savings account for a rainy day. Well, yeah, a very good intention behind that is I want to be free of the need of others so that if something happens to me or if something happens to my car or something happens to my house, I'm not on the street looking for a handout from or from a relative or from whoever. We want to be free of the need of others so we can make that intention. I want to build that emergency fund so that yeah. I can be free of the need of others. I want or, to build a retirement or worse, fund. Or worse, I'm not going to need to go out and get a line of credit or rack up credit card debt. And that's yeah. probably what happens more often than asking absolutely. asking for money from family. Right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, and, and then further to that, you know, building wealth and having an investment account and putting money into an investment account, if that is attached to 
an extension of that need. I don't want to be uh, indebted to or a burden upon my kids when they get older that, you know, I didn't put anything away for my future, that they then have to take care of me and financially support me. Well, then if you don't want to be in that position of being a burden upon your kids and needing them, then it is something that you can do. It is praiseworthy for you to intend that, yes, I do want to have money put away for that time when I get older. Because, I mean, if you're in the West, alhamdulillah, the probability of you living to be an age beyond which you're employable is pretty high. Yeah, very high. There's a point at which no one's going to hire you. I mean, that's the reality. I deal with retirees all the time. They get laid off. They can't find a new job. That's just how it works. So there's going to be a point at time where you're not going to be able to be employed because of your age. And alhamdulillah, if you have that, if you're ready for that, if you're, you're financially set up for that, alhamdulillah, it's one of the greatest days of your life. So the, the caveat, obviously, though, is you got to be ready for it and we have to have money put away. So to be free of the need of, the, of others when you get older, uh, I think, is also praiseworthy. Absolutely. So, let's, so there's let's many intentions, that. many intentions that you can do. A lot of them are not. So I think all of us, we can take a, a second here and really clarify after the podcast what are the intentions that we want? What are the intentions that we should set? What are the praiseworthy intentions that we can have uh, that we can put in our lives and, and, and articulate on paper out loud to our spouse that we know that this is why we're going to work hard. This is why we're going to be disciplined. Uh, this is what we're trying to attain. And inshallah, make dua that your, your intentions will be fulfilled. Well, three things you said there I want to just really, really emphasize. Don't treat this as an intellectual exercise. Actually write them down. Like write down your intentions. You'd be surprised at how many intentions you'll come up with that are somehow buried deep down inside that you haven't really expressed yet. And that's great. Write them down. Make it more concrete. If you're married, share it with your spouse. I mean, you guys are in this together, right? And you should have shared intentions. And, and your spouse will probably have some that you haven't thought of, right? So do this together. And the third thing you said is make dua, right? Like in the end, you know, turn to the one who's in control of all this stuff, right? Have a good intention and then ask Allah to facilitate that for you. And then... Don't stop there, mm-hmm. right? Intentions require goals. Right. So before we can make those intentions actually happen, we, we got to set something a little bit more specific, right? For me to say I intend to be free of poverty and not be impoverished, good intention, not the end. We got to take that another step for, further. So what does that actually mean? What are the real goals that you're trying to accomplish? Now, this is something that I do every day in my work, helping people extract or extracting from people what their real goals are. Uh, so, uh, you know, I've been doing this for now for 11, yeah, 11 years. Oh, five days from now, it'll be 11 years um, in getting people to articulate what their goals really are when it comes to the financial realm. My system is is, is relatively simple. We, we break this up into three steps. The first step is I just want a thematic understanding of what your general themes of your goals are. So in the first step, it is possibly be healthier. It could be um, read more. It could be spend more time with my kids. It could be prepare to support my parents in 10 years when they retire because they'll need financial help. It could be giving my kids an education. It could be, you know, protect myself or, or, or invest for myself in my future and my retirement so that I am not burdened a burden to my kids eventually. These are themes. These are general broad categories of goals that we start with. And those are the easiest ones to write down. Like if I was in front of you right now and I asked you, what are your goals? Whatever you're about to tell me to that answer, like whatever you're going to say to answer that question, write those down. That's step one. So, we're not so done the, yet. Sound, the themes sound almost like uh, 
these are almost like the the end goals, right? Like these are the things that you want to achieve. And and then we'll come back and figure out the role that money plays. But I didn't hear you say anything about I want to save this much money. That's not no, a theme. Not yet. Because that gets way that gets to the next two, uh, two part of the next two steps. Because really, when people say like when I say what are your goals for your money, they're going to come up with yeah, I want to put my kid, I want to make sure my kids are educated, I want to take care of my parents. Okay, let's write that down. Let's start there. If you want to put it on a a big piece of paper and like you know put your name in the middle and then draw these things in like a mind map format, that's what I do with clients. So. That's a good way to get this all out of your brain. So what are the big themes of the goals first? And then from there. So, so hold on, let's, let's look at an example. I want to take an intention and then break it down into themes, right? So sure. let's say, uh, you know, I have an intention to raise um, uh, successful God conscious children, making that up on the spot. Okay. Okay. Um, what does that mean? Well, that means I want to give them a good Islamic education and I want to yeah. give them a good, um, I don't like using the word secular, but I want to give them a good uh, other education, right? Worldly sure. education, if I can use that term, right? Sure. So I want to send them to the best schools. I want to make sure they get tutoring. Um, so, so what are some themes? Some themes are um, their Islamic education. Yeah. Right. A theme is. So I, I would I kind of break it up into probably um, three things. Um, provide a good education today. So whether that's mean school or uh, Islamic school today, if they're in the, of that age, I guess. Yeah. Um, the second theme would be provide a very good, provide uh, post-secondary education. Mm -hmm. So university, college, whatever that means. And then the third theme, which is really the optional one, um, would be experiences that help, like in, in experiences that enhance them. So do you want your kids to play sports? Do you want them to be in gymnastics? Do you want them to do athletics? Do you want them to do, like, what are the other things, not yeah. just rote academics yeah. that we don't want them to do that makes them into a more fulfilled, complete human being? It's not just right. about good grades. Like, that's obviously very important, but maybe there's some other things that you, you want to do. So those are the big three. I call them themes. Okay. So we've got our themes. What's next? Right. So now we want to describe them. Okay, so let, let's focus on the one that is, I think, incredibly popular of those three that we came up with of I want to provide my kids with post-secondary education, right? Pretty much uh, everybody's going to have that intention of having of being. I would assume that most people listening to us, if you have kids or you want to have kids, um, post-secondary education is not an option for them. <laughs> like those kids have to go back to school at the end of high school at some point uh, for something. So if that is what you want to do, you've got to decide what do you want to provide them with? You know, I, I my parents didn't pay for my uh, post-secondary education. I had to pay for that. Some people want that same experience. Like, uh, you know, if you think that you paid for it yourself, you valued it. So you want your kids to go through that too. Okay. We can figure out other ways that you can help them. But let's say for example, that you want to pay for that post-secondary education. So now we have this theme of, I want to pay for post-secondary education. The next thing is um, I want to be a little bit more specific I want to cover the costs of four years of undergrad for tuition. Mm -hmm. So now we have a much more like, so this is where your checkbox comes in. Like Ahmed, you had mentioned earlier, uh, this is the outcome that we want to know that we've accomplished something. This is kind of the thing that you accomplish. If I can accomplish this thing, pay for four years of undergrad, the tuition for four years of undergrad, I've accomplished this theme of helping my kids through uh, post-secondary. That's what we're, we're trying to accomplish. So that's the description for what the theme is. Got it. Okay. And then and then we need to have some kind of an action step that we actually do now to achieve that end, right? 
and and this is where the rubber meets the road. Like if you're actually going to make this happen, have your kids attend post-secondary education and you pay for it, you got to do something today, right? If you have a newborn or you have a 16 year old, you, you got to do something today. It's, it's, if you're going to try to accomplish that goal. And it's not too late. Here's, here's the rub, right? Like this is where financial goals tend to get, um, tend to get more complicated than other goals. Because right? yeah. if you're going to lose weight, then, I mean, the time horizon for losing weight is not 10 years, hopefully. <laughs> right. Or it is, and it's only on you. <laughs> like, it's internal. I don't know if that's where you're going. Sorry. Go but well, what I was going to say is financial goals tend to have a longer time horizon. Right. Right. At least the bigger ones, right? The yes. retirement, kids' education, like these tend to have a, a multi-year time horizon. See, the thing, about that, though, the thing about that, though, Ahmed, is what I find is that most people only really think about and consider – the next thing on their plate, the right. very next thing without any thought to anything further beyond that road. So if you're recently out of school, out of university or college, and you've got school debt, that's going to be the, the whole focus that everybody has. And they won't think of anything further than that. Mm-hmm. Then after that, it's going to be, you know, maybe the down payment for the house. After that, maybe it's going to be the wedding or maybe I guess other way. Um, and nobody, it, it takes a long time for people to start thinking the way that you naturally think, because we've been talking about this and I know you've been like this forever, uh, of what the longer term goals are and what do I have to do today? I wish, so I wish you were right. Unfortunately. Well, folks are sprinting towards the next milestone. They're not, they're not running the marathon of the entire race. Very good analogy. Absolutely. Absolutely. made it up on the spot, by the way. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, no. So it, it, the goals that we should be setting for financials should be longer term, right? If, if you're writing down the themes of your finances, I want to get my finances right in 2018 and you list, okay, what are the things that I got to do in 2018? And we're only thinking about things that are right in front of us, depending on your situation, that might be the right call depending on what you're trying to tackle. But often it isn't often we should be looking at a multitude of things to make sure that when 2019 rolls around, we set ourselves up for success. When 2020 rolls around, we're thankful we took some steps in 2018. When 2040 rolls around, we say, Alhamdulillah, 2018, I got this started. I started small, but I got started. And now I here I am in 2040. And, you know, things are a lot easier because my younger self thought forward about this. Well, and that's the thing, right? That and on a long time horizon, the amounts are less important, right? It's, it's important to get started. Absolutely. Absolutely. Critical. Even if it's small, even if, even if it seems like, you know, if I've got to save up 50 grand for my kid's education and I'm putting away a couple hundred bucks a month, I mean, that sounds like nothing, but over time, right, over 10, 15, 20 years, that's going to add up. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, don't get bogged down by the big number of what it is you want to accomplish. If you're taking steps today and biting it off, you know, piecemeal at a time, it'll get there, especially with investments and rate of returns and, you know, compounding and all the stuff that we have talked about in the podcast. But I'm sure we're going to go over again on Facebook Live. Um, but yeah, so the goals, again, so you start with your theme. I want to, you know, raise awesome kids. Then you break that up into a few different details. Each of those details, we want to have something far more specific. When it comes to finances, which is the focus of the podcast, I want that when you are down to the detail that you have a time that you want that money to be there and be ready. When, when is that money going to be needed? That you have a time in there, um, that you have an amount specifically, how much it's going to be there. So when I had said four years of tuition, undergrad tuition, how much is that? How much is that going to cost? 
the, the day your kid goes to school, how much do you need to have in your bank to cover that cost? This and, is if number. Too, and, if, and if it's too high, move to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> or like pretty much anywhere but America. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm no, no offense, but you know how tuition prices are there. You know what I mean? Um, so we need a number. We need a, a price. How much is it going to cost? We need a time. Like when? Like when's your kid going to be 17? I hope a parent can figure that out. September of that year or, you know, whatever year it is, that's when you need to have that money. So that one's a really good one because you know when they're going to be 17, you know you want them to go to university, you know how much university is going to cost. This is almost rights itself, right? Yeah. The difficult part then is figuring out how do we work backwards and figure out what it is that we need to do today to make that happen. Uh, that's beyond the scope of this podcast, but that is, that's what you want. You want a smart goal. You want specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. The R, when it comes to money and your family and your goals, that's always going to be there. You know, building wealth is always going to be relevant, but we definitely want it to be specific, measurable, attainable, and time-bound. The attainable part is actually tricky, Ahmed, because I think people fall under one of two camps. They either way overestimate their capacity or way underestimate investment returns and think that it's impossible. So let me ask you this. On that point, I mean, in the end, what I need to get to is a number that I'm putting away on a, on a monthly basis, right? That's right. like kind of the end goal, right? That's how you bite off that big goal with small little bites. How do I make sure that that's a number that I can actually realistically put away? What so, if it's too high? That is a fantastic intro to the rest of the podcasts for the month. Well, not today? No, not today. All right. <laughs> so let's, let's know give, us, give, us a, give us a preview of next week at least. What's coming uh, up? Okay, We've got so goals next, in place. What's next? Well, uh, I don't know if we've actually decided on the order of these. Actually, so uh, I'm going to decide, decide right now. What's next? I've got a goal. What's yeah. next? Well, I guess the, the first thing would be uh, like the, I wasn't going to do this next week because it's actually really hard and I don't want to scare people away from this in like week two. Um, but really, the first step is we got to open your eyes to what is the reality of your financial situation? Mm. Because I think people get into an auto mode, autopilot without a, without a, a plotting a course. That right? sounds scary. Let's skip that one. I <laughs> <laughs> You, you, you scared me already. I'm, I'm ending the broadcast. All right. <laughs> yeah. No, that, that's that's the thing, right? Like, it's good to have a goal. Uh, it's good to know where you want to go, but you've got to define where you currently are to be able to take steps to get there. And that's really the next step, isn't it? Yeah, and it, it's going to be a little bit scary. It might be a little bit daunting, um, but it, this is the time. 2018, new year, new beginnings. Right? New year, new beginnings. Well, and look, no one's going to do this, right? No one's going to going to hop on the scale. Right. They're just going to say, I want to lose weight. They're not going to hop on the scale and you got to hop on the scale. If you want to achieve your goal, you want to be unlike everybody else, like 99 percent of people, you got to hop on the scale. Right. You got to measure yourself, weigh yourself. And I'm talking about in financial means, obviously. Right. We got to have Absolutely. to get a, a really clear picture of where you are right now. We know where you want to go or we'll, we'll figure that out. Right. We need to know where you are right now. And then we need to chart a path. Absolutely right, man. Couldn't set it better myself. Coming it's, up like next week. it's like you've like been on a podcast for personal finance for four years. Has it been four years? Minus don't two. Say, don't don't say that out loud. <laughs> it's been a it's been a while. Okay, it's yeah. been a minute. Yeah. Awesome. Say any parting words. Do the work. Do the work. What we're talking about here in this podcast or in this Facebook Live slash podcast 
it, it, it's meaningless if you do nothing with it. Like it's just hearing our voices, which I don't think we sound all that great. You're seeing our faces, which I don't think we, we look all that great. So do the work, make this beneficial. You have to listen to my voice. You have to listen to, you have to see Ahmed's face or you're seeing it. So actually let's do the work to make it, to make it a reality. Goal setting really, really does work. There's no other way to live. There's no way that you're going to be successful in finance or pretty much anything else unless you know where it is you are and where you want to go. So let's do the work. The three things that you got to do, theme of what your goals are, a description of what it is, and you can kind of double check your description to see if I accomplish this thing, did I accomplish my theme? If the answer is yes. So if I want to take care of my kids, the, 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 the description of that theme is I want to provide for education or undergrad. And you accomplish that. Do you feel like you took care of them and you did right by them? And if the answer is yes, then you've described that fully. And then from there, the next step is what does it cost? When do I need it? And can I do it? Is it way too much? Like, am I looking to get them, you know, full ride for 15 years of Harvard? I mean, that's going to be expensive. So maybe we, we talk about attainability, right? So really, let's do the work. Theme, description, detail. Awesome. So before I let you guys go, if you're watching this on Facebook Live, whether it was live or whether it's after the fact, we're going to be on here, I want to say, every Friday Inshallah. at 3.30 p.m. Eastern. Inshallah. Inshallah. You can that on your calendar. Watch it live. Watch it after the fact, whatever floats your boat. Because let's face it, like- nobody, nobody's working hard after Juma, right? Like, <laughs> even if you're at the office. Come on. Come on. <laughs> If you're a podcast listener and you may be listening to this on the podcast, uh, you can subscribe to the show. Go to your favorite podcast player. Search for RizzWise, R-I-Z-Q-W-I-S-E. Subscribe to the show. We're going to rip the audio from the Facebook Lives and put it up on the podcast. So that's an option for you as well. If you're old-fashioned and you like getting emails, I like getting emails. I'm an email kind of guy. Go to RizzWise.com, R-I-Z-Q-W-I-S-E.com. Subscribe to our email list and we'll let you know when we have a show live. Absolutely. Sound good? Sounds great, man. All right, folks, here's to uh, here's to a blessed 2018 for all, and we'll see you next week, inshallah. Inshallah. Uh,